Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Okay, today we are going to dive right into the question of should you invest your emergency fund? And let me say this, I get why this is coming up so much. I'm hearing this. A lot of my financial advisor buddies are hearing this, uh, you know, and, and I get, like I said, we get it. The market, it, it's a bloodbath. And you he, for all of you, you know, people out there who are paying attention to things in the financial world, you know, all the right, you're, you're hearing all the right sayings, which is, hey, you're supposed to buy low and sell high. Well, things are really low, so I should be buying now, right? Yes, absolutely. If you're in a position to, you should. And, you know, you know, you're looking at, oh, yeah, I'm going to hold things for a long term and, you know, gains over the years and all this other stuff. So if I get in now to do that, like a lot of you are doing and thinking the right way. I get it. You're, you're trying to be optimistic during a time and there's a lot of fear, um, you know, but this is how the rich get richer is that opportune times. You know, lions, contrary to popular belief, even though the fact that they are, uh, you know, the kings of the jungle, uh, lions do not just go, oh, you know what? You see that big ass, uh, you know, or what do they call them? They're not bison, they're news or whatever they are in Africa. It doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying. See that big ass bison over there. I'm gonna go pick off the leader right now. That's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for like, you know, the big, strong, healthy one. No, no, no. Even lions are out there and they're going, where's that sick little weakling? Is there, there any babies lying around that got outside the herd? I could go get a quick snack off of. You know, uh, oh, ooh, there's a there's a big mom right there. She she looks kind of old. Yep, we're going to go pick off that one. That's how a lot of people should be thinking during this time going, man, there are some great buys. This stock is crippled. I mean, that's a good company. It's going to come back like, look, you're thinking about the right things. But when I start getting the question of should you invest your emergency fund at the end of the day, it's a very rare scenario where I can just come out and say a one word answer. And that's no. Blanket advice across the board, 100%. No. Man, that felt weird. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I don't get to give absolute advice that much. This is a podcast. I talk about it all the time. I believe in the financial footprint, which is that everybody's finances are completely unique to them. Um, so, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm going to say it one more time because I, I just don't get to do this very much. And you can turn off the podcast at this point if you want. Um, the answer is not going to change. There's not going to be any if, ands, or maybes. Um, hell no. It is no. Yeah, there you go. There's your two answer. Hell no. Do not invest your emergency fund. I don't care if it is the most, I don't care if you work for a company and you have internal information about how things are just going to turn around and be great and you want to give some money to your wife to buy some more, like, no, you do not invest your emergency fund across the board, okay? So now, if that's all you needed, you just need an answer to the question, feel free to go hang up, 
spend your time doing something else. In the next couple of minutes, I'm just going to talk about why you don't do it. Okay. Like I said, don't worry. If, if, you're, you're not going to hear me change my mind on this one. It's not. Okay. So let's start. What is the emergency fund? Okay. For me, people give different ones. Some people say three to six months. I tell everybody the same thing. Three months is not enough for an emergency fund. Okay. A lot of you Dave Ramsey people are out there are probably going to be pretty confused by this. And you're going, oh, well, emergency fund is just $1,000 or $1,500. Okay. No, I'm not talking about that either. Okay. Yes, that is an emergency fund. And then we talk about savings expenses. For me, the emergency fund is the six months expenses. Okay. Minimum. All right. Now I put a cap on that at 12 months too. You should not save more than 12 months of your monthly expenses. But the minimum for me is six months because when you hit a recession and it looks like we're about to go into one right now, the average recession lasts about 11 months. Most of the time, we're only just now starting to see companies do layoffs. And that's kind of crazy because a lot of companies are trying to hire right now. So it's, it's a very weird time that we have. But the thing is that when things do get bad, and if you are in an industry, and again, this now this part is tailored advice, right? My wife is a physician assistant. She could lose her job tomorrow and have another one the next day. The, the medical community needs physician assistants so bad. Um, and for her skill set, like she would have a job almost immediately. She's super high demand job, you know, computer engineers, different things like that. You work in nonprofits, sociology, education, uh, you know, certain kinds of, uh, well, I, no, not construction. Construction's happening right now. Like there's certain industries that uh, you might start seeing a slowdown over there. Okay. Certain roles, maybe you're going to see a slowdown in uh, something like support. Do you work in any kind of, um, you know, support group, uh, not support groups, but like, uh, you know, customer service type places, um, sales jobs uh, are not safe. Um, you know, sales can definitely get trimmed if things get really bad. Uh, marketing, you know, you, you're, you, I, I don't think we're going to see it in mass. Cause again, there's so many jobs that are posted and needed, but I've, I'm already seeing it. There's already companies that are starting to lay people off because they just haven't been able to weather all of these storms that we've had thrown at us for the past two, three years. So it's understandable. So if you are in one of those positions, especially, but even if you aren't, I don't care because again, even if you are somebody like my wife or you're in the medical community or some job that's super high demand, what if you get hit by a car tomorrow and you're paralyzed or you're unconscious or you can't work or just whatever? You know, there's so many different factors. We're not just talking about the emergency that's impacting everybody else. It could be an emergency that happens specific to you. You get in a car accident, you can't work, you know, at your job anymore or whatever. And I know there's disability insurance, all this other stuff, but I don't want to get into that. Okay. At the end of the day, you do not invest your emergency fund which I say is six months expenses, minimum 12 months maximum um, it, it, that you leave there. And this is why when you were building what I call your financial foundation, okay, that is the that is the concrete that you were going to build your financial house on. So when you start investing, the investing is the walls and the ceiling. That's, that's what that is. The investing is the, the walls and the ceiling of your financial house. Well, why would you ever take, think about the, the place that you live right now. Why would you ever start taking the lumber or the concrete and all the other things that are in your walls and in your ceiling and start putting it in uh, your foundation? 
Like that's backwards. You you wouldn't do that. That that doesn't make sense. The house would be unsafe and unsturdy. Could you still get it to stand? Yes. Am I saying that you are absolutely going to fail if you invest your emergency fund? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that the the potential gains that you could make by investing in an emergency fund are significantly lower than the downside of the risk that could happen if something bad happens when you do invest it. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here so you understand, and I'm not just talking an allegory. Let's talk about a real world example here. Okay, so number one, people who are looking to invest their emergency fund are probably looking to do it because things are really bad. If I have been asked this question three times in the past week, that means that things holistically are probably really bad. I, this isn't just one person that came up and asked me this. A couple people on LinkedIn uh, that I follow get, did posts on this. You know, that, like this is a lot of people starting to consider this. Why is that? Because unfortunately, for a lot of people, the only place where they actually have cash is in an emergency fund, and that's if they have an emergency fund. Uh, there, there's a solid one third of the population out there that doesn't have anything in an emergency fund. But for the rest of you that do have something, that's unfortunately the only place where a lot of you have cash. So when you, as you are going down and starting to think all of the right things of things are low, I should be buying right now. Yes, you're thinking about it right. The problem is you either have not taken the steps or you just have not been able up until this point of your financial journey to go the extra mile and save cash for investing. Uh, Mr. Wonderful on the Shark Tank always talks about it. He always holds at least 20% cash. So it doesn't matter. I mean, this guy's worth multiple, you know, he's a multimillionaire, obviously. Lots of different businesses. No matter what he does, he always has 20% in cash. Why? Because he doesn't know when a deal's going to come by. He's a shark. He's sitting around and when there's blood in the water, he wants to have energy to be able to go out there and expend it for the kill. So that's that's it. You have to have cash sitting around to be able to invest. Now, if you want to pull money out of an existing investment because you think you found a better investment opportunity, then hey, that's totally fair game. Yeah, sure. That that may not be a terrible idea. Could be a terrible idea. I'm not saying it's not, but it's better than your emergency fund because now here, let's let's play on this scenario which hypothetical, but it's not that hypothetical because I've heard it plenty of times. So you go, you've got 20,000 saved up in your emergency fund. You know, that's a lot of money. That's enough to get us by for six months. Um, Stocks are looking really low right now. Everything's a snack. Uh, I'm going to just go out. I'm just going to take 10,000, just 10,000. That's it. And uh, I'm going to go buy this. Okay. So you take that 10,000, you put it in a stock, uh, and you, you sit around and you wait. And then, uh, okay, you didn't buy it exactly at the bottom because guess what? Nobody times the bottom uh, perfectly. And now that $10,000 is whittled down to nine. Eh, it's down another you know, 20%. Now it's you know, all the way down to eight. And you're like, oh gosh, it's okay. I'm going to hold long term. It's fine. I'm down 20%. Well, here's the funny thing about being down 20%. When you're down 20%, you have to get up more than that to get back to even. And I, I, I'm not good uh, with the exact numbers on here, but it's more like 35 to 40% just to get back to even. And you're like, hold on, Stephen, wait, what? That, that doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, it does. Math, unfortunately. So again, you start with $10,000, right? Let's say you're down 
20% of 10,000, that's $2,000. So now you have $8,000 sitting in your account. Okay. Well, what is 20% of 8,000? Well, 20% of 8,000 is only 1,600. So that means you, uh, hold on, something's missing here. 8,000, 1,600, but I got 20% back, but I only have $9,600. That's right, because things go down a lot faster than they go back up. So that's how it works. So you actually would probably need like 25 to 30% back just to break even. I know, math is funny like that. So that's something to consider. Just because you're down 20% doesn't mean you need 20% to get even. You need 25 to 30%. And the more you lose, the worse it gets. You, need, you lose 50%, guess what? You need 100% to get back to even. That's just even. So now you've bought, because things are bad, they continue to get a little worse, and you're, but you're still like, it's okay. You know, I can hold this. We can do this. I lost two grand, but you know, it'll come back. And you're right. And nothing is wrong with that mindset. But here's the thing. Then an emergency happens. You get laid off from your job. Uh, you get injured. Uh, all the, uh, you, know, you get into a car accident, and now you uh, have to buy a new car. And cars are extremely expensive right now because nobody can get one. Or, oh, no, uh, little Susie fell, and she broke her arm. And you know, our insurance uh, you know, just got canceled the other day. Uh, for whatever reason, now we're having to do this. And oh no, you know, like the, the hot water heater just blew up. Uh, you know, there's $7,000 on the house. We have a reek in, leak in the roof. Uh, this is coming through. We've got to fix this. The, the plumbing just exploded. Do you get what I'm, do you get my drift? Emergencies happen. Let's not just pretend like it's only about our health. Sometimes it's about other things. It's the place where we live. It's needing to get out of a bad situation. It's needing to move somebody. I mean, shoot, I had somebody who had, a, it wasn't even them. They thought they were fine. Everything was good. The dude had his job, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, boom, his, his mom, uh, get, her house gets foreclosed on. He had no idea that his mom was in such dire financial straits. Her husband's uh, not alive and she doesn't have any uh, additional income other than the uh, retirement account, which wasn't enough to cover everything. And life had just got a lot more expensive with the pandemic, all these other things. Now he is having to find housing for her and to take care of her. And he's having to cough up cash to help his mom. These are emergencies. These happen all the time, right? And, and guess what? The funny thing about emergencies is they don't call ahead to give you a heads up. You know, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> don't you just hate that about emergencies? They don't go, hey, yo, yeah, no, I'm thinking about next month, um, this pipe uh, under your house is going to pop and it's just going to ruin the flooring in your house. I know. I mean, I know you have insurance, but you remember you went for the cheaper one, so you got that really high deductible. Yeah, it's going to suck. Um, oh, your kid needs his wisdom teeth out? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it in two months. Does that work for you? Two months, he's going to be in extreme pain, but they're going to have to get that removed. Okay, cool. The emergencies happen. This is why you can't get rid of that emergency fund, okay? Expand your mind to the potential. I, I'm not trying to make anybody paranoid here, but you got to be a little paranoid. That's what the emergency fund is for, to assuage your paranoia, all right? So these are the reasons why we don't get rid of it. And if you're like, well, Stephen, you know, if something like that happened, is that that big of a deal? I'll just start saving up again and leave the investment in there. Well, what if... And then, you know, if it's that much worse, well, then I'll take out, a, you know, a little extra on the credit card. Aha! I knew it. I knew you were thinking about using that damn credit card like that. Again, 
I'm not anti-credit card. I am anti not paying your credit card bill off every single month. I am anti not having your credit card on auto pay so you don't even have to think about it paying off every month. That's what I'm anti, okay? I'm not anti-credit card. I'm anti those things. So now let's think about the situation again. You lost your $10,000 because pick X emergency happened. Okay, you had to use the $10,000 in there. Guess what? That emergency ends up compounding a little bit. Now it's about, eh, let's call it $5,000 more. Oh, okay. Well, now you have two choices. Now you can either take an extra $5,000 that you can't pay off, that you'll have to pay off long term monthly on a credit card. And oh, by the way, that credit card, yeah, that's 25% minimum every month, maybe 30, maybe 33. So 33% on your money you're losing now because you had to go crawl into the credit card company instead of using them as a tool to earn cash back and get yourself rewards and be responsible and build your credit score so you could get a better interest rate. Now they've got you right where they want you and you're stuck. And the other option on the other side of that is, well, I'm down 20% in the market. My investment went from 10,000 to 8,000. I guess I could sell off that 5,000, take the loss and then pay the emergency fund. But all I did was compound my losses and I lost even more money. So which one's better? It doesn't matter. You're in a lose-lose situation. Whereas if you just would have done nothing, said, you know what? That's a great investment opportunity. I am sure 99% positive that it's going to end up, you know, being something that could really make, you know, a lot of money in the future but it's not worth the risk to everything else that could go wrong. The 20 to 30% that might make is not worth the 20 to 30% of the money I could lose if all of these other emergencies end up happening in between, right? Because remember, 20% up is not as good as 20% down. It is not. 50% up, 100% up, not as good as 50% down or 100% down. 100% down is a lot more than 100% up. Sorry. That's just how it is. I don't make the math. The math makes itself. So that is why you should never invest your emergency fund. I hope for those of you that wanted to stick around outside of just hearing the initial no, that was good enough for you. Hopefully this example explained it uh, in a clear way. Um, Kind of open your, your mind to the fact of, oh, you know what? This thing called risk management is actually super important. You, you, it is so much better to not move backwards than it is to make unnecessary risk to move forward at the chance of there being an even greater pitfall that moves you three steps back. In finance, oh man, we will take the little steps forward all day versus the massive steps back. If you can just mitigate that risk of having to go the five steps backwards, oh, it will accelerate your journey in the long run. I promise. I absolutely promise it. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that answer it. Should you invest in your emergency fund? Say it with me now. Hell no.